Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope that you enjoy today's episode. Well, hey, everybody. Passion and Purpose podcast, my favorite thing of the week. I hope it's your favorite, too. Pass it on to family and friends. We're just trying to get the good news out. And um, usually Zach's interviewing me, but today the tables are turned. I'm in a, uh, interviewing Papa Joe, yes, weighing in at 150 plus pounds of solid steel in the Holy <laughs> Ghost, power of God, man of faith, and a leader in the Antioch movement. Uh, so, hey, Joe, great to have you well, this morning. Well, here. It's a hard job getting in. To the room with all that weight? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, hey, our joy is continuing on this topic of being a multi-generational family on mission. Yeah. And what we say internally, a covenantal multi-generational Amen. family on mission. Amen. And um, we've been unpacking, Zach and I have been going through um, Genesis, right? We got, we got to 12 talked a little bit about Abraham and all the beauty of that, but I know that that's dear to your heart. So take us on. We've already done 12. We've laid the groundwork. He's the father, blessed to be a blessing, all that beautiful stuff. Yeah. Pick us up and take us forward with Abraham. Okay. Well, chapter 13, my favorite verse in 13 mm. is, and, and I think it's verse 14, actually, uh, of 13. And the Lord said to Abraham, after Lot had separated from him, lift up your eyes now and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. Mm. It's the only way we can go. We mm. can't look back. Ah. The separation takes place, mm. and he has to look from the place where he is. Mm. We can't look any other time or any other way. We can only look forward from where we are today. Yeah, so let's just pause here, Joe. So even in our family relationships, our church relationships, mm -hmm. at times um, people separate. At times things are disappointing. Mm -hmm. But just exhort me one more time. If I've been in a place of disappointment or separation, yeah. or something's happened for whatever reason, good, bad, or yeah. e whatever, what am I supposed to do? Look forward? Yeah, look forward. You've got to look to the Lord. You know, he's not multi-generational family yet, but he has all the promises of it. Mm. And it's not to come through his nephew, wow. which I believe was Abraham's hope in, right. in these 13, 14, 15, start of 15 chapters. Okay, all right. But Abraham, one would come forth from his own body yes. that would be his heir in yeah. chapter 15. Amen. And so... Abraham is now in that separated place mm. that he was told in Ur of the Chaldees. Yes. And here he is now. Um, and he says to, to, to uh, Lot, you choose. Right. Because I know that God's on my side. And I know if you choose one way, I'll do the other. Right. You know. Yeah. I love what he said to him. We are brothers. Yes. And you choose. Yes. He didn't. He didn't look at him as a subordinate. Right. He chose to look at him as a brother. Yeah. And it's amazing. And give him whatever he wants. Yeah. Right? Because we're confident in the grace of God. We're Amen. We've got Amen. Give. We're mm -hmm. lavish. Whatever you want, you can yeah. have. Yeah. Uh, go your way, and may I bless you and ask God's best. 
because my blessing is not in jeopardy no. because my security is in God's faithfulness. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay, take us off. Okay, and then chapter 14, of course, Lot is captured. And it's interesting, God says to Abraham, um, I want you to leave out of the Chaldees or Kuwait. If he had stayed there and been disobedient, this guy, Shedor Leoma, would have would have taken him down ah. in that place. Wow. Because this guy slept, swept over from, I think, India region and along that way, and he would have passed through there mm -hmm. and would have taken him out. Mm -hmm. So being obedient with his dad, being obedient to the Lord, he went to southern Turkey, Haran. It's still there. Mm -hmm. Haran meaning the place to incite passion. Wow. Wow. Isn't that great? Good. Yes. That's great. So keep moving. And, and, and of course, he doesn't have a multi-generational personal family, but he's got a wider family, mm. his trained man. Mm. He was discipling his man and training him wow. for this battle. The first battle mentioned in the Bible, mm. he's got them trained and ready for what was about to happen. Amen. Man, that's what it says here in chapter uh, four, fourteen. Um, it speaks there of his trained man that he, and he divides his for yeah. Now verse fourteen again. And when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his three hundred and eighteen trained servants. Yes. Wow. Who were born in his house and went in pursuit. As far as that. So before he has his multi-generation natural family, he's building a spiritual yeah. family to fight the battles of God. Amen. Woo. Absolutely amazing, this stuff. And, okay. uh, and he divides his forces against them, and, of course, he takes it all back. Just amazing. Yeah. And then, of course, he meets Melchizedek. Mm. You know, the priesthood, um, Jesus is the only one after the priesthood of Melchizedek. And what does he do? It says in verse 18 of 14, Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. Mm. I mean, if something is prophetic, it's got to be that. Yes. You know, the Genesis is the book of first mention. Mm. And every major doctrine in the Bible, you'll find it in seed form in the book of Genesis. Mm. Here's bread and wine. Wow. So just... Uh... For the Bible scholars out there, bread and wine means what to you? What's he what does it mean to me? The, What's the body and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's all I wanted you to say. In the seed of Abraham. Yes. Woo. Keep going. Oh, it's very good. And um, and it says that the, the priest of God Most High, that he blessed Abraham. Blessed be Abraham or Abraham of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God Most High, who has delivered you from the hands of your enemies. Wow. That said three times to Abraham, twice at the end of chapter 22. Hmm. And here he's given the gates and, and, or, or, or delivered, uh, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. Love it. Isn't that amazing? Amazing. It's, it's a, just a slight mention of spiritual warfare. Yes. that we begin to see clearly right. during the sacred covenant sacrifice of chapter 15. Bring us in, chapter 15. And, well, chapter 15, um, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision saying, do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield, 
your exceeding great reward. Yes. So I don't think Roman soldier when I think the armor of God. Jesus is my shield. Yes. Jesus is my salvation. Jesus is my my righteousness. Jesus is the truth. And Jesus is my peace. Come on. Jesus is the word of God, the sword of the spirit. And Jesus is the shield of faith. God said it to Abraham. I am your shield, your exceeding great reward. Wow. So it's amazing. Now, Abraham needed that word at this time yep. because I think, you see, Lot went back to Sodom. Yeah. And I think he was a little disappointed. Right. And he's thinking through who's going to be my heir. That guy's gone back. He hasn't appreciated, I've rescued him. Right. And he's gone. Mm. That's my thought. Yes. And God speaks to him. He, he's, he, 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 he says this to him. And Abraham, Abraham says, Lord, what will you give me? What will you give me? Seeing I've got, I'm childless and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. What will you give me? And then God begins to, to speak to him. Um, and Abraham said, Look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is, uh, is my heir. And the word of the Lord came to him saying, this one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body mm-hmm. shall be your heir. Wow. And that's the, the covenant promise being formed in his heart in seed form mm. as, as Abraham moves forward into all that God has got for him. And he brought him outside and said, look towards heaven and count the stars if you're able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. I think it's amazing. I mean, I was studying this many years ago in a little church in Scotland. And I had this idea that I would do a six-week deal from on the life of Abraham and looking at it from the point of marriage. And, and so the title of my series was going to be The Day That Sarah Saw Stars in Abraham's Eyes. Wow. Because she needed to be convinced. Yes, right. But Abraham, I heard someone else say it recently. That twinkle up there, I believe that I I could imagine God bringing heaven nearer to earth to let him view the galaxies. Mm. And he saw you and me there. Mm. We were that twinkle in his eyes that made Abraham say, I'm going to do it because Seibert's going to be on the the road and he'll need help. And I will... I will be the father of his faith so that as we move forward and to do what God has called us to do. F.B. Meyer says in his commentary on on the first verse of 15 that after a victory, a great victory and all that stuff, that's always when we have to be careful. Yeah, we're the most vulnerable. We're most vulnerable at that point. And that's where Abraham was and God speaks to him about being his shield and his great reward. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just an amazing scripture. I mean, I could preach two or three sermons just on faith out of chapter 15. It's just so full um, and um, of all that God would say to him. And the thing about Abraham here, and it's, it's, um, it's to do with righteousness. First mention again in chapter, verse 6, 
and he believed in the Lord, and he, capital H, the Lord accounted it to Abraham for righteousness. Righteousness, there's righteousness, positional righteousness in the Lord, and then there's righteousness we have to walk out. And this is because he believed God. And in believing God, we're made righteous. You know, um, Hebrews chapter uh, 3, verse uh, and, and about verse 8, I think it is, it speaks of the evil heart of unbelief. unbelief yes. Evil. Yeah. Unbelief is evil, according to the New Testament. Yeah. Yeah. And here's Abraham. He's believing, and he's made righteous because of his belief. Yeah, so when, when, we, when we think of the word righteous, you know, it seems like such a big word, but it really just means to be right with God. Yeah. Right standing. Jesus makes us mm -hmm. righteous. Yeah. By no effort of our own, but we become mm -hmm. right with God mm -hmm. by our response to his righteousness. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And that, that actually, it's Hebrews 3.12, be careful lest there be an any in, of you yeah. an evil heart. Unbelieving yeah. heart. So we kind of treat unbelief lightly, like, oh, everybody, you know, I doubt, yeah. you doubt, yeah. no big deal. But it's called evil. Amen. Because the reason it's evil is it blocks us from the grace of God. Yeah. From the help of God, from mm -hmm. the hope of God, for the demonstration of God. Yeah. And everything that God wants to do. So, uh, so okay, of course, there's 55 sermons in here, but on this multi-generational family on mission, so we're setting Abraham up. Take us, keep us going here. What do we got? Yeah, and then Abraham says, well, verse 8, he says, how shall, how shall I know that I will inherit? I'll inherit, yeah. He needed, there needed to be something to yes. show him that he was going to inherit. And the Lord said to him, verse 9, bring me a three-year-old heifer, three-year-old female goat, three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and, and a pigeon. And he brought these and cut them in two down the middle. And placed each piece with one on on each side, um, but he didn't cut the birds in two. When here here's a great reference to you, you know spiritual warfare here, mm -hmm. and when the vultures came down on the yeah. carcasses, Abraham drove them away. Wow! You can do nothing about what's up there unless it comes down, mm -hmm. and on your sacrifice, sacrifices you've made. You know, I wouldn't worry too much about what's up there. Right. But if they're going to attack my family or my sacrifices, right. I'm right there and yeah. I have authority. You drive them out. You drive them out. Oof. It's amazing. Mm. And the sun was going down. He fell into deep sleep. And behold, horror and great darkness fell upon, upon him. And he said to Abraham, Know certainly that your descendants, here's his prophetic ministry, right, right. really starting. Because he's heard God through all the things, but he's now prophesying a prophecy 400 years away. Mm. Wow, yes. And uh, know that uh, um, the descendants will be strangers in the land and so forth there, and they will be afflicted 400 years, verse right. 13. And the na nation whom they serve, will I will judge after they come out with great possessions. Right, there I mean, you go. It's incredible. Amazing. Abraham's getting this detail of the Israelites going yeah. to the Egyptians and getting gold and silver and clothes. They needed clothes to wear in the wilderness. They didn't have any clothes because they were slaves. Wow. Well, do, do this, of course. Uh, 
so many things. Unpack covenant for us here. Well, Unpack. there was a covenant here. Right. And, you know, you've got the covenant sacrifice, the ox or the heifer, heifer. And apparently they represent patience and strength. Mm. Abraham needed patience and strength. Mm. Abba needs some of that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the Holy yeah, Spirit, yeah, yeah. I know you need it. And, <laughs> yeah, we need it. Yes. But and and the she goat, that's nourishment and refre refreshment. Mm. That's what both them would have needed physically mm. for the, the conception of a child. Power and might and warfare. Don't we all need that? Mm. Power and might and warfare. And the birds, gentleness and grace. Mm. You know, Abraham had grace over Hagar. Mm. No, Sarah didn't have so much, but right. he did. He right. sent her away in the end right. yeah, and yeah. so forth. But um, in the end, they had to go in this deep sleep. The Lord passes through the middle. You've got the the burning oven and the flaming torch. The burning oven, I believe, that represents the the persecution that his family would go through. And the flaming torch represents the Holy Spirit going mm. down through um, that whole thing. Um, you know, and I likened it to marriage. You know, we need to, it needs to be down the middle. It's not your side, her side. It's not 50%. You know, if we sense 100% my fault, 100% Yvonne, right. you know, whatever. Sure. But, and, and, and so here is the whole thing of covenant relationships mm. that God is, is, is showing here with regards to this sacrifice mm. and the need for that. The Lord needs to pass through the center of our relationships mm. because Abraham yeah. is saying, what will you give me? Let me show you. Mm. I'm going to give you patience and strength mm. as you continue to believe me. He's 83 years old at this point. Mm. He's still a while to go before Isaac comes. I'm going to nourish you and refresh you and Sarah, mm. and I'm going to give you power and might because there's a war on this mm. covenant relationship mm. with me. Mm. Always when there's an anointing comes, it's like David in Second Samuel 5. Whenever the Philistines heard he was anointed, they came up against him. Mm. And that's so often the time wow. when the enemy comes against us. And then the birds, gentleness and grace, mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit just working in it. We see the fruit of the Spirit mm. at the end of this sacrifice mm. as we he begins to continue to believe God for the more that's going to happen. Right. And God shows him that his people, the people that he is the yeah. father of mm -hmm. in Egypt, mm -hmm. going through what they went through mm -hmm. and knowing they would be delivered. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely amazing. So let me, let to me think. pull off of this. So even this, this covenant kind of <coughs> seals the deal. Mm -hmm. You have promises, but the covenant seals the deal. Yeah. yeah. Right? The blood shed yeah. that that God literally says, um, if this covenant's broken, yeah, it, I will take the hit for it. Mm -hmm. So therefore it will not be broken. No. And if you out I I am the maker of the covenant, the keeper yeah. of the covenant, the the uniter of the covenant, all yeah. the beautiful aspects. Mm -hmm. But then he prophesies 
the generations. Yeah. So Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Jacob's people is who he's prophesying yeah. about. Yeah. So if we fear the Lord, righteousness, righteousness extends to our children's children. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. So not to confuse the situation, but to tell everybody listening, whether it's your spiritual heritage or whether it's your literal physical heritage, yeah. God is always looking out three to four generations. Yeah. Actually, he's looking at a thousand generations. Yeah. But in your lifetime, you're already praying and living for what is coming. Yeah. What is to come. Even as Abraham did. But without the covenant, there's no power to get there. Yeah. So, Joe, maybe just um, uh, because our uh, time today mm -hmm. is a little shorter, talk to us about this power of covenant. So Abraham's a type and shadow of power of covenant. So why is covenant so important in relationships in order to fulfill promises? Well, we need to be in covenant relationships so trust can be built. Yeah. We need to trust one another. I trust you. Yes. And I want you to trust me. Absolutely. And 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 we need to be able to do that if we're going to see God fulfill his purposes. He's looking for that covenant people. Mm -hmm. He knew the end from the beginning because he knew that he would send his son as the ultimate covenant keeper. Yes. And it would be through his blood and the giving of his body. But he found somebody in Abraham. You know, he he has to kill an animal to get animal skins for Adam and Eve. Mm. And here he is killing an animal again. And, um, and our animals for the sake of showing covenant to Abraham. And, and and helping him to see into the future. 400 years mm. he's seeing into the future. It's amazing. Amazing. What God will do in that. So that, and 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 we, it's that understanding, bread and wine, then the, the animal sacrifice. Mm. It's the, the ultimate sacrifice shown to him in, in the body and blood of Jesus. Mm. And yet he has to go through um, this whole thing here, and it's God that goes in between mm. the, the 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 sacrifice, mm. and showing that He will lead the way in covenant. But He needed to find a man of faith, <laughs> yeah, who would be willing to go all the, the way, way. Yes, with Abraham, with with Isaac, Isaac right? Yeah. And I always remember Roger Forster saying, when he taught on 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 uh, church history. When I was in YWAM in 1979, never forgot these words, as Abraham lifted the knife above the heaving breast of Isaac. Abraham, Abraham, God calls his name twice and stops him. God changes his mind sometimes. Depending if we're willing to go all the way in keeping covenant with him. Wow. It's so, so powerful. So just if you were to wrap this day for people listening, a lot of people in the NEI movement, a lot of friends and family mm -hmm. movement are just, you know, believers listening. What does it mean for us to go all the way to be a multi-generational family on mission? Why is it so important that we have covenant and we go all the way? Yeah, well, it means everything for the generation to come. If we don't go all the way, that's right. They're gonna miss it. Yeah. If we don't lead the way, if we don't by lead going the all way, the way, and it doesn't give our yeah, our, our inheritance yeah, an opportunity yeah. to see the. Promise. We have to die in faith. 
We don't die of old age. We die in faith. Yes. Believing that God has got it for the next generation. I look at the next generation. You know, back home, Rob MacArthur's a pastor, of course. And I say, I'm not looking to him to bury me. Who's going to be the pastor when when I die? You know? Who's going to be the one that's going to take the service or whatever? You know what I mean? Because we have to look beyond what's straight in front of us to be on. I'm looking at your your grandchildren. Yes. You know, these men of God growing up, wild men of God. Yes. And 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 seeing in them that there's been an inherited there's an inheritance that they will mm-hmm. have because of you and Laura. And that inheritance will be theirs if they choose to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. And hey. that's the key. Oh. Following Jesus. Yeah. And never take him lightly, the bread and the way. Yes. It's power. So, so I want to do a prophetic act, which you, you, you uh, appreciate this, is we need to go all the way for our descendants to go yeah. all the way for the next generations. And so here, take my hand. We'll do this. So we are in covenant Amen. together to go all the all way. the way. Jesus, we agree. Amen. We're going all the all way. All the way. Joe, Yvonne, Jimmy, Laura, yes, our children, our children's children, Amen. spiritually and naturally, Amen. we're going all the, all way, the way to Lord. make a way yes. so that our descendants can live fully in the, way, in the way for the glory of God. According to your grace, we covenant our hearts together with you, one another, and your promise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.